0: Welcome back to Is Light and Life. We're talking, about, we're talking about the law of first and second law of thermodynamics, meaning the first law that all of the energy that's here on the earth is all the energy that will ever be on the earth. The second law of thermodynamics, meaning that with the use of any, or any energy or the conversion of energy from one form to use it in a usable way, it results in a product or results in energy being of less use. The best example of this that I know, as we're, we're going to return to the fossil fuel analogy, is oil. Now, you think of oil in the ground. In, in that state, it's a highly usable form of energy. And we know it's a highly usable form of energy because of all the different things we can use it for. You can make a table out of it. You can make all the plastics in our life. All of those things are all made out of... I mean, you just look around where you're sitting. You're just surrounded by things that are made out of dinosaurs. That's really what they are. Biological life that, that was here a long, long time ago has been brought out of the ground, and it has been refined, and it has been converted into something that is usable. Now, it's still not as usable as it originally was, being a living, a living dinosaur. So that's a higher form. The dinosaur decay- dies and decays. Now it's a lower form. We take that f- fuel, the energy that's contained in that fuel, that fossil fuel, and then we convert it into a plastic table. That's less usable. Now, you could take that fa- that plastic table and burn it, and then you've released that into the atmosphere, and it's even less useful. That's the second law of thermodynamics. That's the law of entropy. It's, a, it's like going down a flight of stairs. Okay. Life is going up a flight of stairs. Taking simple, God took dust to the ground, and out of that, he formed man. That's going all the way up a flight of stairs. The law of entropy is going down a flight of stairs. Every step down, you end up with a less usable, usable substance form. Okay, This is important now, because this brings us to where we are today. If the population of the earth... Now you have to understand something here. I'm speaking to Christians. This is a message that is for Christians. Because it presupposes a certain specific thing about a God and a creator and why He did what He did. okay? So if you don't believe in God then you you're just you're, you're, it all would just it would be interesting information, but it wouldn't be of much use to you because there's a part of it that you couldn't understand you wouldn't be able to see and by not being able to under, to see it, you would still have a lot of the views that you have about God now. And that is this, that this earth was only ever designed to sustain a very, very specific group of people. And I'm not talking racism. I'm not talking anything in a social construct that you could ever imagine. If a guy buys a piece of land and clears all the trees off it, cause he's gonna, and he's a builder, and he's, gonna, he's got five children... He's a married guy. He's got five children, two dogs, and a cat. And one of his kids has a goldfish in a bowl. Now, he clears the land and he builds a house. He builds the house for himself, for his wife, for his five children, two dogs, a cat, and a goldfish. That's all. And nobody would say that he did anything wrong. He owned the he owned the plot of land. He cleared the plot of land. He built the house on it. And his family and him move in. And no one would say, wow. What a terrible thing for this guy to do. Nobody would question it. Nobody would say a word about it. Everybody would accept it. It would just continue on like nothing happened. Well, God did that. You had a completely, you had a, you, you didn't even have a universe. You didn't even have it there was nothing. And God created the heavens and the earth. He created two completely separate realms. He created a material world and he created a spiritual world. Right? He's extra, And now it's there and he's extra creational. He's outside of it. In the same way that a guy clearing a plot of land, he gets in his pickup truck out the roadway and drives home at night. And he's not in the land he can go he', he he's not he didn't build he's not he's not clearing the land around himself like trying to get himself out of the land he he goes into it and clears it from the outside in that's what God did he's extra creational he's outside of his creation now he has chosen to inhabit his creation to manifest himself within his creation and to do specific things within his creation ultimately with Jesus you see him completely entering into the material realm, taking on a body himself. But that doesn't change the fact that God himself is extra-creational. He's ultimately outside of his creation. Right. So, therefore, he can use the creation that he created in any way that he chooses, just like that man can use that plot of land that he bought in any way that he uses. He could have cleared the whole land and put a tennis court in. And left his family where they were living and they just loved playing tennis and they just went over to that to their property and played tennis. And he could put a fence around it and a big chain and a big lock and, and only his family used it for tennis. No one else was allowed to go in there. No one would think, oh, it's a private tennis court. No one would question him because he owns it. Well, God owns the creation, so therefore he can use it for anything that he wants to use it for. And what he created this earth for was not a hundred billion people, infinite life. That's not what he created it for. He created this world, for. he created this earth, it was created by his son and for his son, and for his son's bride. There's not going to be a hundred billion people on this planet in eternity. The children of God are going to be on this planet the children of God are going to be the bride of Christ is going to be on this planet. Well, you don't have to be a ast- you don't have to be a mathematician to figure out in six thousand years you can trace back that this Earth is more than big enough to sustain the life that's ultimately going to be on it in the new heaven and the new earth. It's more than big enough, but we have this interim period of time right now, where between the fall of Adam. And the second coming of the second atom, there's this gap period of time. And in this period of time, man is populating and he's filling up the earth and he's using the earth's resources at an increasing rate. They say that by 2050, there could be 30 billion people on the planet. I mean, the numbers, they make them up, but who knows what they... like. There's It's unsustainable. So we're currently in a state where the planet is unsustainable. Now, this relates to where we are today, because there's highly motivated influences, people, and with a lot of personal resources and power that are dead set against this world becoming unsustainable. You know, you have to think of the Earth in many respects like a spaceship. And it's only got so much resources. I want to emphasize again the first law of thermodynamics. Energy cannot be created or destroyed. It can only be converted. That means all the resources that we have on this Earth are all the resources we'll ever have on the Earth. You take that law and you couple it with the second law, you'll realize that with every use in every conversion, we're ending up with a less useful energy source resource so that would mean that the more people that are on here they're going to need the use of the converted energy that is here the energy that is here being converted into other usable energy to sustain their very existence but while they're sustaining their existence in an increasing number and volume of people they're going to it's going to result in more and more and more discharge of unusable forms of energy based upon the second law of thermodynamics now if you were the pr- people who had influence and power if you were the people the corporations and the and the and the powerful families and 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 money brokers etc you would be very very much against that happening that's why you see the heavy movement into what they call global you know the the climate crisis and they're so they're trying they're looking at above the ground and they're looking at trying to save the planet from pollution and from you know the burning off and finding cleaner they talk about cleaner forms of energy, et cetera you know wind power solar power, all of these other things on top of the earth that they want to use as a way of keeping the planet clean, keeping the planet fresh, keeping the water clean, keeping the air clean. But I'm telling you, it's a smokescreen. They don't care about that. They don't care about the what you call the, the climate crisis in the way that you understand it. It's the second law of thermodynamics. They're, they're keenly aware of the first one. And it's the second one that they're trying to protect. All of the energy that is still in the ground, they do not want it being used the way that it is currently being used. Because the way that it is currently being used is unsustainable for two reasons. First of all, there's a limited supply of it. Secondly, there's more and more people on the planet so when you're dealing with an increasing population of people on top of the Earth and a diminishing level of resources that are being used very, very poorly based on the second law of thermodynamics going on inside the Earth, there's a very serious crisis. Now, there's only two ways that you could solve that problem. There's only two ways you could solve that problem. A, you would have to increase your supply of energy in the ground. You can't do that. So you're only left with B. You have less people on the earth and the resources that are in the ground are being used in a different way. Now, they come to that conclusion because they don't know that this earth is simply a prototype. This earth is going through its second cycle right now. It has fallen twice and it will be reborn again. So the earth was formed fell under Lucifer's rule. It was reformed and fell under Adam's rule. And it will be reformed the third time when the Lord Jesus Christ comes back and that's why it says in Revelations and I saw a new heaven and a new earth. Not a different one. This one, reborn. Okay? Now, the times that we're in right now for the believer, you have to understand This earth is plenty big enough because it was only ever designed to contain the bride of Christ. The church is going to live on this earth for all eternity. That is a people, a massive amount of people of every tribe, of every color, of every creed, of every place from this planet, every geographical location on this earth they will have a very, very powerful, robust representation in the Bride of Christ, the multicultural Bride of Christ with every kindred, every kind of people. I want to emphasize that. Every race that's ever been, every group of people that have ever been known, they will be in the eternal kingdom of God. They will make up the the coat of many colors, if you will, that that Joseph was a type. Remember, he was covered in a coat of many colors. That's what it'll be. And this earth is plenty big enough to sustain the life of that. And that's all that it was ever intended to sustain. That's all it was ever intended to hold. If God had wanted... This creation to go on and on and on under every without the fall and the interruptions that occurred, it would have been it would have been hundreds of billions of miles around. It would we would have never ever been able to fully populate it. He didn't do that because it wasn't necessary, because it was only a certain amount of dinosaurs that were ever going to be on this earth. And then Lucifer fell; they would be the energy resources that Adam and his lineage would use in the further development, ultimately bringing to birth the Lord Jesus Christ on the earth who would be the king of kings and then he would be the king in reigning and ruling and loving his bride. There's a very, very dangerous level of thinking that is occurring right now on this earth as we get to the very end of the end times There's a very, very dangerous, villainous group of people and thinking that is moving and doing whatever they believe they should or could or can do to prevent this earth from running out of resources in the way that it is. And they believe it is their role. They're fallen. They are not led by the Spirit of God. They don't understand anything that I have said to you and they are moving at breakneck speeds to preserve this planet which they believe is their home that they own and they are therefore responsible for what occurs on it so back to our analogy of the man who buys the field and he clears the field to build a house for his family they're trying to they believe it's their responsibility because they have the power and the resources and influence they believe it is their their role to preserve life On this planet, to keep this planet life sustainable as long as possible. And they can't make any more resources to put in the ground. That's not possible. Right? There's no possibility of that. So, guess what has to occur? You have to have a massive reduction in the amount of people that are on the planet. And though it sounds to be like a terrible thing for them to be doing and considering, they I, I agree with them on this point. In their assessment, without the knowledge of God, without God's plan, without understanding why he created this earth and how much life it's ultimately only ever supposed to sustain and for what purpose, they yes, it's, under, it's easily understandable why they're scrambling and doing everything in their power, To protect the planet that they own. And if that results in them having to do horrific things. They will do it. They will stop at nothing. To limit the amount of people that are on this planet. To try to save this planet. They believe it's their duty to do it. And they have spent many, many years doing just that. Putting things in motion. Putting things into play working on gaining control in the monetary system and all of these other areas to bring to, and then to not only to bring it under to bring it to heal but then at the same time with that said horrifically enough as it is but then to keep it at a sustainable level to keep population at a sustainable level. So they have two twofold to reduce the population of the earth and then, and then to keep it, reduced so that it can go on for thousands of years beyond us. We know it's not going for thousands of years. The thing doesn't make it, you know, we don't even, we don't make it much further than we've already gone. We're at the last of the last hour. So I say that by the way, I wanted to get something down in this area. This isn't the area that I spend my time studying. It's just something that is plain to see to anyone who is listening to the spirit of God and is discerning of the times. But I wanted to get it down and uh, so that it was accessible and um, ultimately it saves me a lot of time, to be honest with you. It saves me an incredible amount of time uh, because my views on this are, are, are pretty plain. But yes, the current model, I agree 100%, is unsustainable. And at the same time, I add to that it was never supposed to be. If God had wanted this earth to be sustainable for life for a long, we've long, long... long See, whether you're a new earther or whether you're an old creation uh, Christian, if this earth's only 6,000 years, and we've wrecked it. So obviously, uh, a God that designed something that man could wreck in 6,000 years obviously had another play, plan in play, and he definitely did. This earth is a very this earth though very valuable is massively big enough for his bride for the son and his bride absolutely this is the plot of land that is going to be cleared this is the plot of land that that the lord jesus christ is going to set up as it for his family and it didn't need to be hundreds of billions of miles across it didn't need to be and it isn't those who are here who have who have usurped it who are doing it under the leading of their evil hearts that means in the fallen, the state of fallen Adam, unredeemed, non-elected. They're moving forward with their own agenda to try to save this planet and to keep it sustainable for a very, very small elect group that they have picked, not God and the elect that He has chosen for His, uh, as the bride for His son. But a very elect group of elites that they want to have. For a long-term sustainability with a whole bunch of people that basically administer to them as servants or slaves or a controlled state, that is completely what they believe is their purpose and role and they will stop at nothing to accomplish it. As evil as that sounds, they will stop at nothing to accomplish it. They will do anything they have to do without a prick from their conscience because they believe that there's no other way, okay? I want to thank you for joining me on His Light and Life and uh, we will see you again next time. Thank you for listening to His Light and Life. Do you have questions or want to speak with Mark? Please reach out using the email in the description. We'll see you next time on His Light and Life.